It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama and she bust in the room and said, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? This that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom Shadow Podcast, baby. Oh shit. Ha <laughs> ha. Y'all already know what the fuck this. This episode one. Honey, god damn it. Brand new LCP. Man, man, let me clap it up one more motherfucking time, man, for myself. It's episode 100, man. Like, when I tell y'all I'm proud of this shit, man, I'm proud of this shit because, like, if you've been with this podcast from the beginning, but I want to say thank you as well to those who caught on along the way. And this has become one of your favorite podcasts. But those who have been here from the beginning, like y'all know the struggle and how hard this shit was to be consistent. Because people think podcasting is you get behind the microphone and you talk. It's not just that. Because if you have a podcast or if you have tried to start a podcast in the past, you know it's not that fucking easy. Like to come on here every fucking week, be consistent. To consistently entertain those who listen As well as have real serious conversations That the listeners can relate to It's not easy It's not easy It's like when you're in, um, when you're in high school or college And like you gotta write an essay And now after the first two Like the first two paragraphs You cruising, you nice But then after the first two paragraphs You're like what the fuck Like what else am I supposed to say And that's how it is when you start a podcast it's like some like if you don't have a, a outline, a plan, a vision, a clear direction on the way you want your podcast to go, then sometimes you may come on here and you may be rambling on and motherfuckers be confused. That's why every fucking episode I try to have a focal point. I got my stories lined up. I always make sure I incorporate my clips from the news story so you guys can hear what I hear at the same time I'm listening. So it comes off like a full production to where you guys are entertained. You guys are just enjoying everything that I bring to the table. And um, I want to clap it up for you guys, man. Because this podcast would be nowhere without you guys. It would not be here. Because as the independent podcaster, a lot of this shit relies on you guys. So when I come on here and I say support, now you don't got to send cash apps. Now cash app is optional. My cash app is dollar sign NYC story 718. That's optional. If you click in the link of any podcast description, you can become a monthly supporter. You can send a voice message. That's optional. That's strictly for those who, who love the platform so much to where they want to go above and beyond to support. But, you know, sharing the podcast is free. Reposting the podcast is 100% free. And as an independent creator, that is what we need. Because we have other podcasts out here. We got um the Lipstick Laundry Podcast. We got um my girl Rosie from the Rosie Perspective Podcast. Like independent creators. Like we need, we need you guys, man. Like we need you guys to show love, to show support, and just to hold us down. Because we don't got a big, massive fucking network behind us. Like, this ain't no breakfast club. This ain't no Charlemagne, the Black Effect Network. So when you guys hear a lot of the things I do, whether it be the, the conversations, the topics, the editing, you know, the, the clips incorporated with the hand claps, my son saying that. Brand new LCP. Everything is done by me in real time, or it takes place after the episode is recorded. And that's why I say, man, I would not be here without you guys. Like... That's why I say, man, it's it's a joy to just be sitting here, man, thinking about all the episodes I've recorded, the places I've recorded, to be where I'm at right now, 
with you guys continually showing the love and support. I want to clap that one more time, man. And I also want to give a big shout out to the Mama Life podcast. That is M A M A L Y F E. You know, she's always super supportive. She's always encouraging. She's always just really being super supportive, man. Because, like I said, as an independent podcaster, man, like it's great to have people who you know tune in who genuinely enjoy the conversations and what you talk about. Because when I started this podcast, like I didn't plan for the podcast to be listened to by about 83% women. That wasn't the goal. That's just the the direction that it went over time. Like I was hoping for 50-50 between male and female. But it ended up being women, you know, who enjoyed the topics I was having, who Became interested Who began sharing the podcast I had a listener um, Last year 2021 She told me Yo I love the podcast I told my daughter About the podcast Now she tunes in And that's how the podcast kept It it just kept growing and growing Over time So I want to clap it up One more time man Now on this episode man I got um I got the now, she's been on here a couple times. Queen E, she's stopping by later on in this podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of shit, man. There was a 14-year-old girl shot dead in a dressing room in Hollywood by police. So who was to blame? Is it the suspect? Is it the police? But um, I want to have Queen E on so we can have a real conversation about that. And also, <laughs> we all know rapper, producer, Legend Dr. Dre, his divorce is final. He has to pay his ex-wife Nicole Young $100 million in a divorce settlement. <laughs> and um, speaking about petty, some petty shit that happened, man. Kanye West, as we know, he's going through a divorce with his wife, or shall I say ex-wife, Kim Kardashian at this point. <laughs> and a report came out last week that Kanye West bought a house across the street from his wife. Well, his his soon-to-be ex-wife, Kim Kardashian's house. He bought a house. And, like, when you see the map, the picture that came out online, this motherfucker bought this house directly across the street, motherfucker. Directly. So I want to take a second right now, man. Um, Let me dive into some of this quick little hood ghetto news before... I got Queenie on the podcast and we try to have or attempt to have <laughs> rather a serious discussion on a lot of um, topics I got written down. Some other shit that popped up during the week, man. But um, I want to say R.I.P. to Betty White. God damn it. Not Betty. Not Sister Betty. Oh, shit. Now, I'm 32 years old. I'm a black man, but I can admit Golden Girls was one of my favorite fucking shows. Growing. It was Golden Girls. Different strokes and good times. Now, the only time I watched Golden Girls was with um my grandma. Now, for the first maybe eight to nine years of my life, I didn't really have a good relationship with my grandmother because she had a, I would say, a living husband. And with him being there, he didn't like me or my brother coming over. So... I was never allowed to build a relationship with her. But after he passed away, you know, I started to go over there more. And my grandma, she loved Golden Girls. And every time I went over there, she, like she had the TV on Golden Girls or the Yankee game. And I'm like, yo, these little four little white girls, they funny as fuck. And when I got home, I started binge watching Golden Girls. And I was like, yo, I love this shit, man. But you know, me as a black man, I couldn't say that shit. Me, I, I'm in middle school, high school. I can't say, yo, I love Golden Girls. They would have laughed at me, man. But um, Betty White, she's a, she was a legend, an icon, a pioneer, everything you want to say, man. And to live to 99, God, one more time for Betty, man. Damn, y'all know how hard it is to live that. It's it, shit. It's hard to make it to fifty, motherfucker. So to make it to ninety nine years old, man. But um, whoo, ladies, I'm gonna need y'all to talk to your girl Ari. 
how you say her name? Ari, Ari Fletcher. She was on a podcast and she said, you know, back in her past, in her toxic days, she was so toxic to the point where she used to want men to pull out a gun on her to show that they were passionate about wanting her to stay when she tried to leave. A matter of fact, I got the clip right here because I know you motherfuckers be like, you making shit up. No, this is what Ari said. On the podcast now, those who don't know Ari, I believe she's dating rapper Moneybag Yo. But this is what Ari had to say, and as you guys know, this is episode one hundred. This is that <laughs> brand new LCP. Yes, sir. But this is what Ari had to say. Let me see what podcast she was on. The Breakbeat Podcast. Like we like to talk about it. Like I'm okay. I'm mad. This one I'm mad, and this one needs to happen. Hold on. No, the podcast she was on was "Don't Call Me White Girl." As you guys know, I got to give credit. Like I, I, I just I do not believe in taking content or playing content on the show without giving a shout out to the person whose content this is. Because as an independent creator, don't steal content. If you play content on your fucking podcast, make sure you give a shout out. To the person whose content it is Because I'm not a big podcaster But people have stole my content And have not given me credit for that shit And that's fucking annoying So the podcast she was on was Don't call me white girl Again this is Ari talking about Relationships and her past toxic behavior I have like a toxic thing Where we like Like we like to talk about it like I'm okay. I'm mad. This one I'm mad, and this one needs to happen moving forward. So this don't make me mad no more. We like world though. It's weird. I've never been like this before. I don't think I've ever had something that wasn't toxic. Cause I think I'm the toxic. No, cause he be he be he make me feel like how old is you? Like grow the fuck up. Oh, he, he get do, you. Yeah, that. he do that to me. Cause I used to pack my up, like I'm leaving. That's me. Really never booked a flight. Fake booking a flight. Like calling my manager, like yeah, book me a flight home. Da, da, da. You know, calling my mama, breaking shit in, and then like, now you got to stop me from leaving. But I was never going nowhere. Oh yeah, you were talking like, about. Pull your gun out and show me like, leave. I wish you would walk out the door. Right. Like, uh, She's gonna shine. She's gonna shine. Mm, I want to boo. And the funny thing is that these are the kind of girls that think that they are wife material. And again, I'm not saying that she's not wife material because she's speaking about the past. But to even have that kind of toxic, and but matter of fact, I'm going to give a shout out to Moneybag Yo. Because she said that even now when she goes into like some of her toxic, immature traits, he looks at her and he tells her, how old are we? Grow the fuck up. I want to clap it up one more time for Moneybag Shit. Because sometimes you got to tell a motherfucker, grow the fuck up. Look, you too fucking old. Look, if you're 25, 26, grow the fuck up. Grow the fuck up at that point. But um, <laughs> I think um last week on Instagram, I asked the question. Or I, did I, was it a question or a statement? Well, I think I said something to the effect of if you are in a relationship with somebody. And that person craves love, affection, and intimacy. And you are not giving that person what they crave. Then sometimes by you doing that, you may cause them to cheat. And again, I'm not saying that it's right that that person should go cheat. But by us being grown adults, like we all have wants, we all have needs. So if you are not giving your partner the right amount of love, intimacy, and just passion that they crave, then can you really be mad if they go cheat? And again, I'm not saying that that person should 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 go cheat on you. But sometimes you got to be mindful that sometimes if somebody's lacking what they crave, a lot of the times we go seek it out in other ways. And also mention how the same thing relates to job. If you have a job and every single day you go into your fucking job, but you don't feel love, you don't feel appreciated, then what do we often do? We come home and we go on Indeed.com and we start looking for other jobs. Not saying that we want to leave the job that we currently have now, but we attempt to find other possible jobs 
to where our hard work may be appreciated. Now, often we don't leave the job we have now. We simply go look to make ourselves feel better about knowing that there's some another job out there who may simply be a better fit. The same for relationships. And I asked the question, I said, do you think that by you not giving your spouse the, I want to say, enough intimacy, passion, or love, should they go cheat? And would you be mad if they go cheat? And I had a voice message come through from someone who I really respect. And um, I haven't heard the message yet, but we're going to see what she said. Let me see if I can find it. God damn it. Here we go. This is her response to that question. Let me turn my sound up so you motherfuckers can hear this shit loud and clear. Replying to your story on cheating. Um, For the most part, everything that you do, um, you know, have a comment on, I agree with you. And this is another thing that I agree with you on. Um, cheating is never okay, um, especially when you have somebody good in your life, you know. Um, but there are times where people are forced to cheat and not saying that, obviously in any sense it's not okay, but if your partner is expressing to you, you know, something that they need from you and you're just neglecting it as humans we're just gonna it's very natural for us to go looking for the things that suit us Mm. in any way that it might be um she preaching so yeah once again cheating is never okay Mm -hmm. it should never be a time for somebody to cheat i feel like if there is um, like she said cheating is never okay but if, if your partner is not giving you the amount of love, intimacy, and romance that you want, sometimes shit may happen. Just saying. Um, communication going on to where the person is, you know, saying, I need this, I need that, and they're not getting it. You know, they're always entitled to walk away to go get that um, before actually stepping out on the person as well. Um but yeah, human nature, man. Sometimes it's just, mm. it is what it is in some sense. But if the communication is not there and then you're just bouncing around cheating because you're just emotionally unavailable and don't give a fuck, then that's completely wrong. I, one more time for the clap. Now, I'm glad she added that last part because we're not saying cheating is okay. So, you know, if if if, if you have the amount of love and and, um, intimacy that you want and you simply want to go fuck other people we ain't talking about that you just a fucking cheater outright but if you don't have the amount of love intimacy and passion that you crave and you going to the to your spouse you sitting down having these real conversations over and over and over letting them know look it's you i want I, i simply want more love passion and intimacy and you're still not receiving it then, like she said, it's human nature. Sometimes shit may happen, not because you want it to, but because that basic crave for intimacy, to feel loved, to feel appreciated, it sometimes may come from someone who is not your spouse. And I want to end that by saying cheating is never okay. Never. Now, I think I had another message come through. We're going to play all these shits, man. Like I said, man, we ended up all these shits from last episode. Matter of fact, last year, we're going to play. Hold on. Where the fuck is my voice message at? Here we go. Let's see what she had to say. I don't know what this voice message is about, but it came through. So we're going to lock it up. If I don't know, maybe I'm just sensitive, but if you're in a relationship and everything is going good and your spouse or your partner goes out and has an affair, I'm definitely going to feel some kind of way. 
I'm going to feel that I'm not satisfying that person. Mm. And I'm also going to feel that they need to, they need more than me. Mm. And if sexuality is so important in a relationship that if you need to go elsewhere, that means I'm not satisfying you. And, you know, I, I, Hmm. I want to clap it up now. I kind of see what she was getting at. It seems as if, you know, she's well, and you know, she's entitled to feel this way that if, if she's in a relationship with a guy and she's not satisfying him sexually and, and um, he go cheats, then she kind of still blames him. And I mean, it's hard to go against that because as the previous voice message said, you are entitled to leave if you feel that the person you are with is not satisfying you enough sexually, giving you the right amount of passion, love, intimacy. Like you are entitled, you can leave. And I think that's where she was going in this last voice message. I, I would have loved to hear more, but I think that um, that's where she was getting at, that she would feel kind of as if she's not enough. And that no matter what she did or no matter how much love and um, intimacy she showed, he probably would have still go cheat. And I mean, she could be right. She could very well be a thousand percent right, man. But we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to get Queen E suited up with the headphones, with the mic, so we can have a great conversation. She's live in person. So, you know... We don't got to hear the, the cell phone call. We, we don't got to get, she don't got to get Bluetooth in. She is live with the mic, with the headphones, ready to go. So we're going to have a conversation on a lot of a bevy of topics. Because like I said, me as a man, it's some topics I can't fully talk about because I'm a man. I'm a black man. And I just think that women's opinion, it means so much. It's powerful, especially when it's honest and when it's truthful. So we're going to sit down. We're going to have a great conversation with Queenie. So we're going to take a quick break. And as you guys know, this episode 100, I want to clap it up one more time, man. We're going to take a quick break. I'll be back in about five seconds. This is your man, John A. Shows. This is that. <laughs> Brand new LCP. Brand new LCP. Yeah, yeah. So, um, welcome back. Now, like I said, matter of fact, I want to give myself another round of applause. Like I said, man, this is episode one hundred. Oh. Episode one hundred, man. One hundred. Now, okay. Now, before I even start, like, have you ever done something that you were proud of, or something? It could have been just whether it's school, you know, um, maybe a career, like an outside hobby, or something that you started. That you was proud of because you were consistent with it. Like, have you ever started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, school. Um, mm. When I got, what, valedictorian? That was surprising. Why <laughs> was it surprising? I mean. I mean, because, you know, like, in the midst of everything, you know what I mean? You just kind of, you doing your work. You kind of make it, you just trying to finish. You know what I mean? And so, um, for me to have at the end results, you know. I mean, but, but like, if you go into school, you know, you're putting in hard work. You're studying. You're going above yeah, and Yeah, but I was balanced a lot. During that time too Like even with my grandmother You yeah. know like taking care of her And stuff like that mm-hmm. um, After that So it was just kind of like Balancing that They just wanted me to move With the house and stuff So it was like I was just surprised That I was capable of doing All of that But made it happen That makes sense So you know It ended up being a huge accomplishment yeah. You know Especially as you said Faced with um with life circumstances mm-hmm. And everything that was going on In between Okay so To get away from that man You know Dr. Dre Mm-hmm. He's a legend, an icon. His his um divorce with Nicole Young has went final, oh, and um that John was going on forever. Yeah, but um she walked away with one hundred million dollars in the divorce settlement. Now now, do you think she got you know a little bit, or do you think she ain't get enough? That's a lot of money. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, but like when you factor in that they were together almost two decades, I believe, and I, well, you know, based on what they say, he's worth about a billion dollars. Oh, okay. So the fact that they were together that long, you know, going back to even mm-hmm. before some of his his ventures, you mm-hmm. know, now in terms of his financial gain, mm-hmm. that's that's about ten percent. So. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of money. Now, I'm not saying she ain't get enough, but do you think she should have got more or do you think she got too much? I mean, I think it's cordial. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I don't know. I be kind of stuck in the middle on be how honest, much a be woman. Honest, no, I'm for yeah. real. I be kind of stuck in the middle on how much a woman, you know, like if they're dating a famous person or whatever and how much money they should get in return. No, 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 no. But I feel like it depends on how long you were there. Because okay. like, for example, like if somebody start, started, like say, for example, P. Diddy got married today mm-hmm. and he broke up next year. Right. That woman shouldn't get no money because he was already rich and established at the time she married okay. him. So, but I think things to be taken care of on her end, you know, to make sure that she's straight. Like, you know what I mean? Don't just don't just divorce and y'all been together for two de- decades and the, then it's like yeah. I got nothing. Okay, I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at least give me a, you know, like in that sense of I feel like <laughs> out of respect, y'all been together for two decades. The mm-hmm. least you should do is make mm-hmm. sure a house is already paid. You know, like the yeah. basic. Necessities. I know where I'm going with this, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think that you know, like maybe having the basic necessities. Um, pay for in essence. I don't, but I don't even really know the reason why they get a divorce. I mean, but but like you said, like this, did she cheat? You know, like certain things we don't play know. A factor. But like you said, you know, in terms with the divorce, she should be taken care of, right? Uh, I, I because I they, like they were together for two decades. Two decades yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I guess. Okay, <laughs> but but now on the flip side, when um when Mary J. Blige was going through her divorce, what um, what, what was his name? Kendall. I forgot his name. It was somewhere the case. Yeah, they were together a long time. Uh huh. They were going through a divorce and she ended up having to pay him some money. Mm-hmm. And online, the response was the complete 180. It wasn't the same because the man was getting money. Oh. But but when you think <laughs> about it, Mary J. Blige, for, for two decades of the marriage, she was the breadwinner. You know, she was out in the public eye. She had hit after hit after hit, even going back to when, you know, she was, you know. She went with him during that first couple of hours. How long was she with him? What was his name again? Let, let's look I'll at it right just now. Just look at Mary J. X. I thought she was with him like a little bit later. Hold on. She wasn't with him when she was not gonna cry, was she? Well, hold on, hold on, wait, wait. Them were the hit. Wait, them wait. were the real hits. Wait, what year did Not Gonna Cry come out? I don't know. That was like in the nineties. Oh, okay. Um, they were married from two thousand three oh, to no. twenty eighteen. Oh, no, 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 hold on, no, no, uh-uh. no. Cause them hits was way before that. Yeah, but you know, uh, hold on. But when people get married, they don't get married the year that it says here. But how long were they together? Because it said they were married in 2003. She was singing about not going to cry and stuff. And she said those were life experiences. But they were still together for 15 years. So he shouldn't get nothing? I ain't saying My he man shouldn't, Kendu get, shouldn't get no money? I didn't say he shouldn't get anything. But I thought she was like, if she if he was there and they was with uh, each other. Here you go. No, I just sat here, here and we said. Here we go with the I'm not, I'm, Because I'm saying the same here exact thing that I just dope. said prior to. If you was with. yeah, Oh, God. Why did she? I'm Don't sorry. do that. Here we go with the okie doke. Okay, skating out. I'm listening. I'm okay. not skating out. Mm-hmm. This is the same exact comp- comment that I just made. 15 years. With Dre. That's a long time. But I'm talking about... She- oh, my God. I'm How listening. long was Dre's wife with her? Okay, let's check. With him. Let's check. Here you go. Let me check. You know, because Dr. Dre was going back to the 90s. Let me see. Right, but he wasn't really making the money. It wasn't until- 96. Okay, that is totally explainable. That was the peak of his. Like, I'm sorry, she she was with him during the peak. Mary J. Blige had he his wasn't after, tw- after 2003. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't. Uh, no, they weren't. No, not gonna cry unless um. What's the other song? Uh, all them hits in the first couple. The first two albums, he was not with here her. Here you go. Oh, oh, okay. So, so if it that's where she make all of her primary money from. It's the hits before that. People still put on them albums. Okay, so. I'm trying to summarize what you said. I'm going okay. down. Hold like on. she wasn't with him. Oh, okay, so he was with her, married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So if he had put his his um his his own career, his life on hold, you know, to manage her, to be there I for her. I didn't say he shouldn't get anything. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is he shouldn't get majority of her money. When half of her majority that's, that's of her not, money comes from the beginning. Got. That's he not get? that like he got he got spousal support like he didn't get a hundred million okay but well, people then, were still oh, no, well, no, mad at that. no people were mad that he was getting anything oh well no because they I'm said not as a man anything. you should not get any of her nah, money I don't feel that way I'm not, that's not what I'm saying what I'm saying is is that I don't feel like he should have gotten 
an extreme amount of money because her hits and her I mean, money comes from the peak of her no, like no, the beginning no, no, no. stages and that was when she was right. every you, mm-hmm. song on her album were hits mm-hmm. and they're still getting play- these are classics mm-hmm. so I just feel like if he wasn't with you during those times when you yeah. was peaking and in the studio and dealing with those because she wasn't even singing about you she didn't know you mm-hmm. I just feel like he that part yeah he should not during a peak now if her all of her peaks was during the time frame they were married or you know what I mean the movies and all of this extra stuff like like stuff like that is just kind of but she just started really breaking out with movies and stuff like that so I I, I mean I mean yeah now to be fair I'm not trying to knock Mary J. Blige but Mary don't got a hundred million in the bank she don't I mean, I don't know she, what she, she got. She don't got a hundred. I ain't saying all of that. I mean, if she was smart with her money, she would. But I don't. I don't really necessarily know what she got. But I just feel like all of her money mm-hmm. stems from. It don't stem from two thousand. It stems from the nineties. That's where primarily all of her money stems from. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like when she was making them hits and them tours and back, like that's where it's yeah, stemmed from. Yeah, yeah, but them two thousand. I on, mean, hold yes, on, she no, had no, no, let's no, get it no, from Family no. Affair. Yo, no, but I'm she, saying. Yeah, but when you factor in, you know, like all the stories that came out back in the 90s from like all the artists from back in the 90s, uh-huh. the money she made from back then, like she didn't accumulate the amount of money. Well, she as didn't a make Dr. all Dre. that money from no family affair song. I'm going to let you know that now. No, who, who said that? Oh, no, I'm just saying because that? that was like the 2000 era. See, now you're lying. Nobody, Ooh, you a lie. How am I? No, because no, nobody said she made the money. But all I'm saying is that Mary J. Blige. She don't got a hundred million. A couple years back, she was going through bankruptcy. We're not I, doing that. I didn't, I didn't say that. I said I didn't know her financial standpoint. Yeah. What I was saying is, is that the man. Do I the agree? Reason why she's doing all these acting roles, she right? Do I agree? Yeah, because she got to pay him. Yeah. Do oh, I, I agree? See that you doing that so that he just. Okay. But do because she ain't having in the first place. So do I agree that he should get paid an ex a, a, a bunch of money? Yeah. No. I don't agree with Nobody that. Nobody said a bunch, but give my man Kendall some money. I we mean, ain't doing that. I, that's mm. that thing when you out there getting married in California. They don't mm-hmm. play that out there. You get married in California, you out there living for years, you a um you a, a true, you know what I'm saying, like a resident of California. Mm-hmm. Just be ready. I hope you plan to be with your person forever, or you need to go on ahead and move before you um try to do that little divorce. Cause they gon' California's known for like you they gonna get half. Whoever your spouse is, mm-hmm. they gonna get half. Now nah, you're right, you're right. Now to segue from that, man, now, you know, like I always speak about, you know, like the social media challenges and things like that. Now, recently, there was a 10-year-old girl who died doing the TikTok, I mean, a, a viral challenge on TikTok. The, remember the blackout challenge? Uh, Faintly, I remember that. The blackout challenge, that's where you got to hold your breath or choke yourself until you Ooh. pass out. Okay. And it was grown adults doing it. It was teens doing it. And recently, a 10-year-old girl did it. It's still going on? Challenges never go away. Yeah, they do. No, they don't because sometimes, like, like you may see a challenge this month, but somebody else might not see the challenge until two months later. But I want to play the news clip. This is from Six ABC Philadelphia. This is a mother warning others after her ten year old daughter died during the blackout challenge. We got to add. Oh my God, we back. We back to the ads, man. Dang, you ain't. Come on, bro. It's a new year. I had the premium for a month, but then it said I got to pay and I canceled it. Nope. No, it's a new year. New year, new me. Nah, I need a new free trial. Hold on. (laughs) Would you want to use another email address? I'm about to. Here we go. They just lost their 10 year old daughter after she took part in a dangerous challenge she saw on a popular social media app. Alicia Vitarelli live with us now with uh, more on what this grieving mother wants other parents to know about this. Alicia? Well, it is almost impossible to fathom what this family from Chester is enduring. This is the latest child death to be linked to a social media dare dubbed the blackout challenge. This is where you hold your breath until you pass out. Here's what this young victim's mother wants you to know. It happened to her good, smart kid, and it happened under her own roof while the family was at home. Mm. She was a she was a butterfly. She was everything. She was a happy child. Ten-year-old Nyla Anderson is described as fun and bright. She spoke three languages. Like most tweens, she was on social media and participated in the recently popular, viral, and extremely dangerous blackout challenge. Challenge to see sort of how long almost you can be breathless or, you know, hold your breath in, um, 
but it can result in a strangulation. Doctors say Nyla was at home when she tried the trend. She happened to be in her own bedroom of her house uh, with her family at home, but no one was in the bedroom with her when this happened, so there was no one there to save her. Nyla's family is in a state of shock. They rushed her to Nemours Children's Hospital, but she didn't make it. I'm so hurt. It's a pain that don't go away. It sits in your stomach. It sits at the top of your throat. And I'm so hurt. Medical authorities say the lack of oxygen can lead to cardiac arrest and other medical dangers. Significant organ damage. Um, all right, we could pause it right there, man. But how do you feel about that? Because like I say, I speak about this time after time again, like how influential social media is it's very on adults and kids. But I just honestly, um, this is something that honestly, it's something that you got to take those lessons of what it is. So when you have kids that are of age, you got, you know, if you give your, you give your child their own phone, mm -hmm. um, of course, they're going to download social medias. And if you give it to them at a very fairly young age, you have to be, it's something that you got to kind of teach Do you think them. Tim was young? Do you think Tim was too young to have a phone or? I mean, yeah, of course. I didn't have a phone at 10. I'm still, I'm going to stand out. Time's changed though. Time's changed. I understand. Time's There's changed. other ways, but I'm not, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'll give my 10 year old a phone, but that's just me. No, you're right, but when I was 10, we didn't really have phones like I that. I know that. Phones but, wasn't really out. Right, right. So what I'm saying is, and that's not to even knock this mother, because like you said, they're in the house they were and stuff yeah. like that. She was you in know, her room. She's not to blame for any of mm -hmm. this. What I'm saying for us moving forward with how social media is constantly changing and how these mm -hmm. kids are prominently on there, it's stuff that sometimes you can't necessarily really you know, prevent, you can try to prevent it, but it's not 100% guaranteed. And it's one of the things that I feel like when you do give your child a phone or when you do give them the tablet to kind of explore other apps and everything or social medias, or you allow for them to have a social media you account. You can monitor it though. You can monitor it, but then you can also, come on, it's a challenge. She probably didn't think much of it, yeah. but it's like, but also you can kind of teach them and show them these type of instances of okay like the one where they had to blow they i don't know they used to put fire on them and jump in the shower yeah, yeah. um crate challenges and even this example you show these to your kids to mm -hmm. give them an example of don't be doing this dumb stuff on here because a lot of the times it is not okay hold on hold on okay because look you can do that as a parent mm -hmm. but you know like you know i know no, that no, no no i'm saying we were all like we were all teens middle right, school right like when you go to school like your friends in school have more and influence all, over you they than do, your parents but all you can do okay but it's kind of like the same way with i don't like you can try but it, it's one thing of telling them mm -hmm. versus showing them you get what i'm saying so if i'm showing you a video if me just saying hey don't do that bro you can get hurt or whatever the case may be mm -hmm. yeah you hear that all you're like oh don't do that you can get hurt and then it's one of the things to where you have to literally show them in a sense of what it is that can result to that. So with those challenges like this one, you pull up another. Would she have listened though? Because I mean, I don't know. Uh, hold on, because adults know that driving and not looking at the road is dangerous, but people still do it. I understand that, but it's something in that regards of just trying to take different monitor between monitoring monitoring the social media and mm -hmm. what they're doing on the phone along with making sure that you know what i'm saying you do try to give them these life examples of young kids dying at this expense of a stupid challenge mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so just trying to explain that to them and show them the videos like let them watch this for example just like how you yeah. played this let them sit and watch exactly that that's so why that i played they can it it's important so that they can understand oh wow you know what i mean she mm -hmm. was my age or why Wow, she was young, like you know what mm -hmm. I mean. And these these challenges, maybe it will cross their mind when yeah. another challenge comes up, and they be like, "Yeah, I ain't, I ain't about to do that one." I mean, you're right, but like I said, man, I just feel like kids, like they don't realize that death is final. Yeah, especially being that young, they but don't. It, they don't. But it's something that, like I say, you can you can just try to do your best when you do give young kids these assets to these social medias. The phone, that phone is powerful. It now. is the power of uh, the phone and a tablet. So it's just mm -hmm. something that you have to be very mindful of what it is that they're. You have to be very hands on mm -hmm. when they have those type of things. And mm -hmm. I mean, even if it's a phone, it don't even have to be the latest iPhone. You want them to be having communication. OK, flip phone. It is. <laughs> like mm -hmm. something where it's just the bare minimum of to kind of reduce those likelihoods and then when they get, become a teenager and they're older of course yeah they have to have a phone at that sense at that point they're all at extracurriculars yeah. they're staying after school at practice safety, their friends house safety so yeah. you have to provide them with that phone but mm -hmm. then you also have to let them know you know still just kind of give that yeah. that precaution okay now to get away from that to another crazy story man 
story came out last week. There was a couple who got married. Mm-hmm. But years before they got married, you know, everything seemed great. But the woman she was in a relationship that was abusive. Now, I want to show you a picture. This was the woman. You know, this is the woman mm-hmm. who was in that abusive relationship. Now, as you can see her right now. But she had an incident with her boyfriend back at the time where, you know, he was jealous. He was mad. He got angry and he threw acid in her face. Ooh. Now, I want to show you a picture of her now. Hold on. Let me see if I could get it. This is a picture of oh her my. now. Like when I tell you, like, like, like he threw acid, he messed up her entire face. But that's not the kick of the story. You know, two years later, after he did what he did, she got married to him. She married him. No. She married him. And and to me, like, that's kind of hurtful because I feel like he did that, you know, as a way to make no other man be attracted to her. Yeah. So now that way Aww. he can keep her here to where. So it's kind of it's kind of tough because yeah. in the back of her mind, if I if I let him go, ain't no other man going to want me. So mm-hmm. now I have to go to him because this is the only man I can be with. They can't reconstruct her face. You can, you know, but you can. They- but is he going to go back to normal? I mean, it ain't gonna go back to the perfect normal, but I've seen some instances to where it was it was legit. Because if you see the picture, it, it's it's a very stark contrast, you know, compared to you know after the incident with the acid. But her eye is bulging. You can't see exactly. That's so crazy. That I'm sorry. That's so. It's unfortunately that it's unfortunate that if, he had if, to if, manipulate her like that. If that was your friend, like what would you tell your friend? Because it's tough. It's I tough. I don't know. It's bro. tough. I don't know what I would tell my friend if she got acid thrown on her face. I don't like, what do you say to somebody with that? You wouldn't have no words of uplifting encouragement. I mean, I would try, but God, like I would, I, I, I would put myself in them shoes. I, I look at my face. <laughs> like I would be so hurt and uh, messed up about it because it's oh just, my God. It's just something that it's just like, no matter what you say to me, it's not going to yeah, change it, my it, face. You like right. that man threw acid on like, that's a whole nother ball game. And that's just so unfortunate that she had to, cause I, I would think about that just kind of how, like, like you said, like, yeah. dang, she had to go back with this man because she can't even get nobody else. with this That's face. why I said in the back of my mind, like it's kind of, it's, I, that that is very kind of no well it, that is very yeah but that, he's abusive and it's just something i don't know that's something that she would have to decide on if she feels comfortable living on by herself and kind of um lifting mm. you know going through life that way finding somebody who maybe who will look past that you never know you really honestly never know who may look past that and you know what i'm saying and really be you know love her personality and everything and then who's to say that she won't find the best surgeons or they might be trying to be willing to help her you can her. find the best surgeon but like like i they mean they can do something to her face like like they we can, like like we've seen shows on TLC where like the person goes in try to get their face reconstructed but it don't come out the same way it's not going to you're not going to look like that same yeah, person it's, it's never going to go back but to normal but it might look decent is what i'm saying okay. and that person I might that an individual might come into her life who may really love her for her and her mm, personality okay. and, and ask her are do you want is this something that you want and if it's something that she want they might help her actually okay but let's go and see what they can construct up for you i love you as you are but if you want it you know like mm-hmm. i just hate that she felt she feels like she has to settle for him the person who made her face look like that in the first place i agree man now oh man <laughs> you know ari fletcher you know, she's a Instagram quote unquote socialite, whatever they call it. You know, she's um she dates the rapper Moneybag Yo. I really don't. I you but you know but you know Moneybag Yo. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So you know, hold on. I got a picture. I don't up. really know that girl. But she was recently on a podcast called, I believe, Don't Call Me White Girl. Mm-hmm. That was the name of the podcast. And she spoke about, you know, a time in her life where she was toxic and she felt as if, you know, that if she was um in a relationship with a guy and she said, You know what, I'ma leave, I'm I'm never coming back. She said she wanted the man at the time to pull out a gun and make her sit down. You know what? I did hear that story. Okay. Hold, yeah, hold on. I got the clip. Let me pull up the clip a little bit. Hold on. See if we can get to the part. Here we go. How old is you? Like, grow the f*** up. Oh, he, he get do, you with Yeah, that. he do that to me. Because I used to pack my up. Like, I'm leaving. That's me. Flight. Really never booked a flight. Fake booking a flight. Like, call my manager. Like, yeah. Book me a flight home. Da, 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 you know, call my mama. Breaking right in, and then like that's her. Now you got to stop me from leaving. But I was never going nowhere. Oh yeah, you were talking like, to Pull your gun out and show me like, I wish you would walk out the door. What? Right. Like, 
Uh, she from the right. side. She from the side. She's from Chicago. You already for your gun out. Why she talk? Oh, there's so many. There's now, so many things wrong. Oh God! I'll let so you say it because, like, like she sound ghetto, but I'm gonna let you say it because I'm not one, trying to. I couldn't at first. I couldn't really understand what she was because I was like, "What is she saying?" You know what I mean? Like, because her the way her I don't mean to say, it, but she sound ratchet. her dialect is yeah. just horrible. Put your gun out. But when as as it, she kept talking and I was listening. Mm-hmm. Oh God. And this is why young girls be in this stupid But I'm saying, when you think about it, these are the people that they idolize on social media. And what does she do? Nothing. See, this is some, that's some BS. But look, 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 most of the people that we see, you know, the quote unquote, the the girls with three, four million followers, they don't do nothing. That's crazy, bro. And she is like, like she has so much stuff done in her face. It's ridiculous. But, um... Yeah, that uh, I, I don't need to say it. That was a dumb. It's like that was a dumb. I, 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 ass mean, I mean, yeah, bro. but I, but the world we live in now, I still gotta ask. I still gotta ask. You know, because who want a gun pull? And yeah, and then when the fire, yeah, when it ring off, then what? Then you gonna be sitting over there running and hollering. I mean, but that goes back to remember when uh, Meg Thee Stallion got shot, and I believe what's the girl named Drea, 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 whatever her name was, and you know she lost her um. Her sponsorship with um with um Rihanna's Fenty because she came out and said that you know oh I think it's sexy when a man shoots you in the foot now, I don't know if she was joking or if she was being serious and after that happened you know Rihanna said you know what like your sponsorship is gone she took it away yes because Rihanna was in a situation with domestic yeah, or whatever it, so yeah. why would she even agree with that but that's even not even to speak on that this dumb girl just sat here and said that i want you to pull a gun out and make me sit like in, in, but it was the way she said it as if it was attractive as if it was sexy they that's like the way she said it the she want the little she where's she from they said chicago okay chicago folks i'm sorry but that, that don't mean it's right no but you know they grow up Mm-hmm. So I have family there in a sense, you know what I mean? And they grow it's their environment is a little bit different to where that street life is mm-hmm. something that is highly idolized. But you got to understand what comes with it. Right. But them girls, they, it's highly mm-hmm. idolized to meaning they want the latest. They want the latest one. The you, top can have on that. The you can have that. But now if you walk in somewhere with your girls and now you get shot because your man got beef with right. somebody, but she you got to accept that's what that I'm saying. But they idolize. Okay. Waving the gun, you know, like they out mm-hmm. in the, in the, in the boyfriend getting mad at somebody and pull out the gun. Cause yeah. they feel like, Ooh, I'm safe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It gives them this, it's a comfort. <laughs> and then it's like, and you know what? I'm, I'm not going to even sit there and just pinpoint it on Chicago. It's a lot of these that's girls said, like it, that. It's not just, but it's I, everywhere. The reason now. is, is just because I have like I'm, I'm not even gonna get into that. But with but, social media, the world is unified. It's right, not. right, right. But I'm just saying is is that they idolize these mm-hmm. men that it's just on this and there's and I and I know and when you're young and stuff they like oh yeah you want the little thug whatever the case may be but then when you get one and then you be like oh I ain't got time for yeah. all of that that extra because you but realize what comes with what it. comes with it and it's just something that I just feel like like where is the value in yourself to where you feel like oh yeah you need to pull a gun out on me. I need mm. I need you to pull a gun out on me for me to feel safe. Mm. Like where we do that? Like I don't know where man. they do that at. Like, but you're right. But <laughs> I, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard, bro. And this females oh listen to her, and they probably like, oh yeah, like chick on the. I I I couldn't have been hurt the person interviewing her. Yeah, because I would have stopped midpoint. Like wait, what? I mean, but because girl, but, girl, but she on, in the back coast side again. Yeah, yeah, that's what right, I'm saying. Girl. girl on the couch, like yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I would have stopped mid sentence and been like, wait, what? I don't know if I can agree with you on that one. Now the last thing I want to ask, she would have had to explain that. Now the last thing I want to ask you. Now speaking of guns being pulled out, do you think Kim Kardashian needs to pull out a gun on Kanye West for moving across the street? <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, I, when I say I saw that, I died the laughing. Map. He is literally across I the street. I died <laughs> laughing because I was like, "Bro, she probably was like, I'm trying to get the hell away from this dude." And then you look up and he outside waving at you from across the street. No, like, and then when I seen the house, I'm like, "Like this don't seem like the house he was living." But then they said Kanye, you know, he he has plans to tear the house down. Yeah, probably and rebuild, rebuild it, it from up, the ground it's up. Probably the land. And stuff he he tried it but that's who's to say he ain't trying to be close to his kids that's not what it is. <laughs> he's trying to be manipulative yeah. i know and he's trying to be nosy and he's trying to see what she's doing I, I mean but then on the flip side like kim kardashian like she is rubbing it in his face she is she trying to move the hell on yeah but I, I, but, but you can move on without take without getting somebody to um to take a picture of you every second because th- that's not 
that's not TMZ. I mean, that's her way of staying relevant. That's how she yeah, always. Yeah, been. yeah. You can do that, but when you're going through a divorce, it's like, do I think Kanye probably moved on too? Yeah, but but you don't got to rub it in somebody's face. Like he was crazy when she got with him. So, but she knew that already. I, that's my. That, that was going to be my next line. Yeah. She didn't know that this was the type of guy that she was getting with and marrying, and you had about four five kids with him. So, I don't know. She was just thinking money, dollar signs of always being taken care of because she gonna have them kids by him, and he gonna take care of his kids because he really do seem like he's you know he really do love his children. I mean, yeah, on the outside looking in, but let's be honest, Kim Kardashian like within two months, Pete Davidson gonna be gone. Yeah, she, that's a rebound. Yeah, because Pete Davidson, you know, he's not a basketball player and he's not black. He's he's that's Let's a rebound. She's just doing that just to kind of, yeah. I guess, just to do it and stay relevant in the news. But that was funny when I saw that the man mm-hmm. moved across the street. I was like, dang! Can you imagine trying to get away from somebody and you look up and you see the little for sale sign? Yeah. Like you driving, you trying to check your mailbox or something. And he out there mowing the grass. He, yeah, it's and like- it's just like, or he's just standing at the front door mm-hmm. waving, and you like, bruh, I know this man did not just move across the street from me. I know he didn't, and I guess you know it's easier where you can be like, "All right, go across the street to your daddy house." Like, but still, like, I mean, yeah, but then you like you lack that sense of privacy. I mean, you do, but I mean, that's if you wanted to, because Kanye, he seemed like a person that I would just literally, I would ignore. Yeah, I, I, he would be one of the people that he's gonna do anything. You're gonna ignore him knocking on the door at three o'clock in the morning. Listen, he's attention seeking, mm-hmm. and so he just gives. They me, both are. Let's not. They do that. are. They, they are. They are. But he's very dramatic with mm-hmm. his and his behavioral. Like since I, it's I would be like, bro, if you don't go somewhere, like she has to have that mentality. Um. With him living across the street, I agree. Now to end the podcast off on a on a you know a kind of a good humorous note. Now, you know you you know the show Ninety Day Fiance. Uh-huh. Now that's woman on there on the past season by the name of Stephanie Mato. She said that she made a hundred k selling her farts in jars. So do you think that w- would you buy a fart? Like it, no, <laughs> like <laughs> what the hell. No, I'm saying like we know that the world is social media driven. So if there's a let's say Beyonce, Jay Z, who you like, um, Juicy J, if they were selling a fart, this man said Juicy J, <laughs> who's I like him, but not that much, bro. Usher, and, Usher, you, I'm like, why did you say Juicy? Wait, hold on, you know, back in um in high school, wasn't your um your email Usher something like that? <laughs> It was middle so, <laughs> school. I started in middle school, and it was Usher Aaron because okay. I was crazy about okay. Usher. So if Usher came out and he was selling his fart in a jar no. for fifty dollars, <laughs> no, no. If it's Beyonce, if it's Michael Jackson's, no, I don't want it. What am I do with that? I mean, it's like a cape, like a um. bro. They could have. <laughs> that's stupid, bro. They could have easily just put air in the damn jar and just closed it up. You don't um, know what's in that. I mean, but you know, people got different fetishes and things that they like. So, bro, I that mean, is. A yeah. whole nother uh, okay. type. It's it's nothing in the jar, people. It's nothing in the jar. It's just a regular jar that she put and said that that's what's in it. It ain't nothing in it. You can't see fart. You can't see. It's like what you don't. It's a regular jar, bro. You paying for the jar? I mean, it's probably not, but that's what we gonna leave it. Y'all know what it is, man. It's episode one hundred. Brand new LCP.